A white man? No! Hello and welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap. This for the season finale of it's, season one. It sure is. Very we made exciting. it. A whole season we did it. Yeah. And people have been listening this whole time. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> Thanks for following along, everybody. Uh, we're talking about season one, episode 22. Yes. I can't believe we made it. The Fisher King part one, which holds... Yes, it does. It's amazing. I mean, not to like intense scrutiny, but no, as no, far but, as but the to entertainment the, factor, the nostalgia I had oh, yeah. for this stands. Yeah. And I was really excited because I remembered like bits and pieces. Like I remembered like the overall plot, but yeah. not most of the details. Yeah, so me it was too. really fun to watch. Yeah, I was I was super pleased with everything that I saw. Um, and the, this might be the least amount of notes that I have taken only because I was so into it. Yeah. Not because it was bad. Cause there's been times in the past where I'm like, Oh, I hardly did any notes, but that was because it was because it terrible. wasn't anything to say. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot. I have a lot to say yeah. about this one. So I guess I'm ready when you're ready. All right. Um, so this one opens on this big brick manor house, um, and there's a woman sleeping in what looks like a dungeon, mm -hmm. and a creepy burned hand reaches out and strokes her hair, and then pulls out a knife. You're like, oh, right off the bat, this right is there. Great. Well, my first thought was because she's like deeply asleep. Yeah. While all of this is happening. And I have never slept that deeply in my entire life. I don't know if it's just because I'm like so neurotic or what, but the moment I hear a sound, I'm like <gasps> yeah. sitting up in bed. So Wide awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for something like that to happen to me, honestly. So I've never had a good night's sleep. I'm always <laughs> suspecting somebody is around. Not even once. Yep, not even once. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then at the BAU, Morgan and Elle are talking about how they're going on vacation together, yeah. which is weird. Which is super weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, w we're colleagues. Yes. We hang out. Yeah. We've never gone on vacation together. Maybe we're not no. as good of friends as Elle and Morgan. Apparently not. But I don't, like, they go on and on or about... we just don't have the same vacation mission, which is... Apparently just to hook up with random strangers. Yeah, it is It is although, not a good vacation they have planned. neither one of us want to do that either. <laughs> it, <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. We've just never wanted to go to one of these types of swinging singles resorts. Oh my God, this resort. It's horrifying. But yeah, Morgan with his... <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Morgan with his arm around Elle is like so unnatural. And they haven't done anything in the last 21 episodes to build any camaraderie between the two of them. No. To make it seem like they're the type of colleagues slash friends who would go on a two-week vacation that together. Is a very long time. Like, this doesn't seem like a treat, but yeah. all right. Also, um, the last time that they spent any time together, they were just talking about the guy Elle was dating the whole time. Right, who she, what, I guess, isn't dating anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, and they were kind of, like, 
biting with each other, like picking at each other. Yeah, like he was just trying to get her to talk about her boyfriend the whole time, which and was she like a whole plot line that went literally nowhere, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and she was going on and on about how gross he is on trips, like on car rides yeah, and stuff. Yeah, because his mean, car was full of trash. Yeah, I guess they're <laughs> flying somewhere this time, but still, it was odd. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, uh, they're talking about how the whole team is going on vacation at the same time and none of them will need to pick up their cell phones at all because there are other teams. You're like, there are other teams. Wait, what? I'm like, obviously it's silly to think that these six people are solving every crime in the United States yeah, but and that's Mexico. How they, they, that's how they set it up. But they've literally never mentioned another team. Yeah. And I mean, if there are other teams, then why are they constantly having their lives interrupted and ruined? Yeah. That like, it has to be them going out. Are there to solve? so many crimes? That's terrifying. And also, like, if they are not all, like, if there are other teams, like, if they're not all working out of Quantico, then, like, why are they going all over the country? Right. Because there would be, like, regional offices yeah. as there are in yeah. real life. I was just very confused by that. Yeah. Mm hmm. But yeah. Um, and they, well, there's no foreshadowing at all when they're like, oh, two weeks free. No one bother me. This yes. is great. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> mm. So how, <laughs> how quickly will they be bothered? Mm. Um, they're trying to get Reed to come along, but he's like, no, I'm going home. Um, <laughs> presumably to his family and not his own apartment. Yeah. Um, Either one is a better choice than going on this trip with Ellen Morgan. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. I'd rather sit in my apartment and read. Mm. Um. So uh, Hotch is being a human person, and he seems genuinely excited to spend some uh, work-free quality time with Haley and Jack. Yeah. And, you know, it's cute. Family it's like, man. He's, like, looking forward to the honey-do list that yeah. Haley's got going and yeah, bumming around the house. Um, but the best part is when Gideon literally runs <laughs> out of the office, and he's like, I'll be at my cabin. Do call, don't call me. I cannot stress this enough. Do not call me. Like, raise your hand if you are also Mandy Patinkin at work on the eve of a vacation. Like, I will not be responding. Please don't contact me. <laughs> That's me every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we are back uh, at the Unsubs Manor. Uh, there's lots of medieval tapestries and stuff hanging mm -hmm. around. Um, and he's got a bunch of su uh, surveillance photos. Of the team? Yeah. Um, it's like, where did you get these? Yeah. Who's been taking these for you? Yeah. Uh, so the burned hand guy answers the phone, and then he flips a switch, and he said, um, down in the basement, we hear the speaker, and he's reassuring the woman who's chained to the bed that it will all be over soon. And she starts screaming, and then she struggles with the chains for like three to four seconds. It's not a good try. And then flops back down on the bed. It was for show. She wasn't really trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're iron chains. You're not getting out of that. No, but like, why pretend? Yeah. I don't know. It was odd. It was weird. Weird acting choice. Mm -hmm. um, so then we get our first quote, uh, which... Uh, writer Albert Hubbard said, no man needs a vacation so much as the man who has just had one. Mm. Yes. The age old adage. Yes. Um, and when I thought that he said L. Ron Hubbard. I did too. And first. I was like, since when does that man have a sense of humor? Yeah. And then I was like, also, how disturbing is it that the first quote that I find relatable that they've used <laughs> is from the guy who made up Scientology, um, but turns out not even remotely the same person. Thank God. Yes. Yeah, I thought that too. I had to look it up on IMDb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm, L. Ron, weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Morgan and Elle are down in Jamaica and they're chatting <laughs> with Morgan's friend who's the resort manager. The outfits. Oh, yes. oh my God. Morgan's wearing Morgan's like shorts. 
He's wearing like capri length parachute pants. Uh, they're like, like like this weird maroon color, and they go down to his mid calf, and there are so many cargo pockets. <laughs> so many they're cargo so pockets. Baggy. Oh God! And L has this like arm cuff thing yes. on. Oh God! It was like chef's kiss. So good. Yeah. Um, but he's going to go, uh, hit on some women that he sees yeah, and in wearing w- those pants and Morgan's tattoos in this. I was like, oh, are these Shamar Moore's real tattoos or is this a character choice for Morgan? Cause he's got like a really big tramp stamp, <laughs> tramp stamp. <laughs> like a lion and a tribal band. Oh, like, I don't know. Oh. I didn't even think of it being his real tattoos. I was just assuming that they were like fake tattoos that they put on, but I don't know why I was thinking that. I don't know, but I didn't want to look it up because I don't want to ruin the illusion that it's a character choice for Morgan because yeah. it's a huge tramp stamp. Yeah. It makes no sense It at makes all. no sense I at love all, it, though. I'm on board. Um, so then Elle decides that she's going to go play Frisbee with some guy who... Um, I assume we are supposed to understand is attractive. I, he's not good looking to me. Not even a little bit. Definitely not good enough looking for me to get up at. Do you know how hard it would be to score one of those chairs? Yeah. At a resort like that? And she's going to give up her chair to go play Frisbee yeah. with a guy that looks like that? Yeah. No, thank you. I'm fine. I have a book. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Hotch is cleaning out his garage and he finds an old pirate hat from when he was in the Pirates of Penzance. Mm-hmm. And Haley is like, please throw that crap away immediately unless you have a good reason to keep it by the end of the day. And he's like, mm, but I like it. I was, you know, I wish I had the kind of sway that Haley has over Hotch over Nate. I would have a lot less junk and old mail in my basement. Like, wow, that's all it takes, huh? Okay. Just, no, it's not an option. I'm, I'm not asking, throw it away. <laughs> Um, and then at Gideon's cabin, he's cooking dinner and he's dancing it. around. Jazzy, <laughs> I was all on board with this um, cooking montage of Mandy Patinkin until he broke the pasta in half like an animal. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Who does? He would never. Yeah. I, at least I hope not. Yeah. My heart can't take it. Like, look at him making his linguine and clams and he's like got everything going you know, on. You know who would never do that? Rossi. (laughs) (laughs) He would never break the pasta. Rossi would have thrown all that pasta away if he had seen an abomination like that. Exactly. I gasped audibly (laughs) when he did that. No. Um, but then we see that he has a very elaborate security system yeah. in his cabin. Like it's a his, little unsettling. It really is. Um, but he's also seemingly got a lady friend. Uh, yes, that's he why does. he's so excited. But yeah, like when he was cooking and dancing around, it was like, I bet this is how Mandy Patinkin cooks dinner at his own house every <laughs> yeah. night. Yes. <laughs> it was so cute. Um, so then Garcia uh, is apparently not on vacation because she's still at the office. Yeah, so um, it was so strange to me that because she we've never seen her work with anyone else. Yes. It, JJ either. Uh, so why don't they have the same vacation? I don't know. Um, but yeah, she is playing some sort of World of Warcraft yeah. kind of game. JJ's also there because she said she doesn't get the same vacation time. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you need to be there? Yeah. If they're not there, you have literally nothing to do. Right. I don't understand it at all. Yeah. Why would they be paying the two of them to sit around for two weeks? Who knows? Why do they pay Garcia to sit around 90% of her day? That's true. Who knows? Um, but Garcia has a crush on some guy that she's playing with, and JJ's like, you're being catfished. Do you realize that, yeah. right? And Garcia's like, yeah, sure, but it's really fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> She's like, I totally get it. It's fine as long as you're self-aware, I yeah. guess. Um, so Reed is visiting his mother in the institution where she lives because of her schizophrenia. This is the first time we're learning all of this. Yes. His backstory. Yeah. Um, and he also finds a way to bring up that she was a professor of 15th century literature. We're like, oh, I bet that's going to come in handy later because yeah. there's no reason you needed to say that. <laughs> Just bringing it up in casual conversation. Yeah. Um, but like Reed can't bring himself to actually go talk to his mom. It's so heartbreaking. It's, yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Like, I just felt really bad for both of them. He's an only child. Like, that's a huge thing. And, like, we haven't seen anything with dad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough dynamic. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. Um, so Elle, back at the resort, is dancing really awkwardly Ugh. with the beach guy. This is a real STD fest yeah. that they are at. Yeah. This- and this is night one. Yeah, this resort is just They're already slobbering all over each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, this has human trafficking written yeah. all over it, guys. Do you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. Um, remember the episode of Bob's Burgers when Linda's parents move into the Swingers <laughs> Retirement <laughs> Community? <laughs> That's exactly what this resort felt like. Except not funny. No, not funny at all. <laughs> just super gross. Um, but yeah, I just hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate everything about this resort so much. Yeah. Um, but Hotch and Haley are all cuddled up on the couch and they're talking about how they met. And they're they're looking, high school sweethearts. Yeah, they're looking at their old yearbook and he's talking about how he joined the theater club just to meet her, mm-hmm. um, which apparently is not a thing he's ever once told her in the 20 years that they've been together. Which is super weird. Super weird. Yeah. Um, I'm like, that's never come up. Not one time. I- like. I guess he just really wanted to keep that stupid hat. I guess. Maybe that's why he's making up this story about it. <laughs> he's like, I guess I just really want the pirate hat. And she's like, oh, you know what? Keep it. I'm like, ooh, played the trump card. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Gideon and his girlfriend are having dinner together, and then they dance to some old-timey music. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's all just super sweet. Like, they're all just being people, yeah. you know? Um, For the first time in 22 hours of television. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so then Hotch and Haley are, uh, like just sleeping naked on the couch. Yep. Like <laughs> just, you do. And then the phone rings and I was just thinking the whole time, I was like, that's gotta be so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you have a bed upstairs. Have a, just like, go it to looks it. like a leather couch too. And like, it's <laughs> just, just a tiny little throw. Of it. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but yeah, they're like all cuddled up and it's like, oh, look, Hotch is a human. You get a human point. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings and he answers his home phone mm-hmm. with Hotchner. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm taking like, the human point <laughs> back. Like, well, there goes that. Yeah. That's um, not how you answer your home phone. You don't bark your last name at people. That's exactly. I don't even have a home phone, but if I did. <laughs> I don't answer my cell phone that way either, but yeah. I don't answer my cell phone. I don't even have voicemail. <laughs> Unless it's my parents and then I just answer with what. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's the burned up guy's voice and he's got this really like raspy voice that mm-hmm. like, kind of sounds like that. Um But he's telling him not to waste time on the other victims, that they were unrepentant bad men, that she's the important one and everything starts at the beginning, and that the youngest holds the key. And I was like, it is day one of vacation, guys. Yeah. We couldn't have given them a few days, even for plotline purposes. What a bummer. I know. It's super annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he just... 
he remembers everything because we see later that he wrote down everything that the guy said. Yeah, but in if, the moment he doesn't. If somebody called me in the middle of the night and, and I woke, woke up, me up half asleep, I would not remember what they said. I probably wouldn't even remember I answered the phone. No. Honestly. Yeah. I would just go back to sleep and <laughs> yeah. I would forget that I, I had had that conversation. Yeah, it was super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're back at the resort and we see the manager leading the cops down a bloody hallway mm. and, uh, he apparently got an anonymous call about a murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police unlock the door at the beginning of the blood trail and there's a body. We're like, Whoa. Um, Garcia is playing world of Warcraft again and all of her screens go black and start displaying the message. All work, no play. And well, if that isn't right on the nose for this, apparently there is no other team of BAU yeah. profilers. I'm like, uh, maybe you shouldn't be doing that on your work computer. Yeah. But <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Gideon sees a vehicle approaching on his security system, mm-hmm. and a package is delivered. That uh, there's a baseball card and a note that says "Save her," and then also a severed head. Um, this does not go over well with his girlfriend. <laughs> no, nope. That's going to kill any romance you had going on there. Yeah. Um, at the resort, they're checking out the body and they, uh, they follow the blood trail and like the amount of blood yeah. in this scene is, it's laughable. Like yeah. it is nothing but ridiculous. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. Like a human body has like a gallon of blood mm-hmm. and there's like, I mean, it's like splashed everywhere and smeared everywhere. I have a hard time believing, I mean, I know this is the early 2000s. This came out in like, what, 2006? That the hallways don't have some sort of camera, right? At some fancy resort. Really sketchy place. I guess maybe that's it too. Like the lights are on. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So I don't know. I. But yeah, the, uh, the trail ends in Elle's room. And they mm-hmm. bust in and wake her up and pull her out of bed and cuff her. It's like, this seems a little extreme. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> um, they find out that the head was mailed from Montego Bay, Jamaica. And Gideon is all, well, I don't know anybody in Jamaica. It's like, well, two of your team members are in that yeah, exact it, spot right now. That they've seems probably relevant. been talking about it for a while. Yeah. I mean, they were obviously talking about it at work. Yeah. Although Gideon probably doesn't pay attention to no, them. No, I don't when think he talk. listens to office conversation. <laughs> probably not. Uh, Elle is being interrogated by the Jamaican police about how all the blood ended at her door. She points out that there's absolutely no blood in her room or mm-hmm. on her, which is which is a good point. Yep. Um, and it's like the way that the blood was all over the place. Like it was very strategically placed. Yeah, the it way it was. Like there was like a wiped on there. Or something. Yeah, there was like like I mean, obviously the guy was killed where he was yeah. because the blood had like pooled there and everything. But like but there's like smears trail. and splatters and splashes of blood all yeah. down the hallway. And there's handprints and stuff that are obviously not her handprint. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's like, I know blood spatter analysis is like profiling mostly nonsense. Yeah. But like still, come on. Um, so if there's all that blood on the outside of her doorway and there's no blood inside her room, yeah. obviously somebody smeared the blood on the outside of her door. Yeah, there's no way that you put that much blood everywhere and we're not personally covered in right, it. Right, and you don't drip it into your room while you walk to the shower or something. Yeah. Um, but Elle's being like super confrontational, not helping her own case no. at all. Um, which is not really surprising. Considering- I'm the police, like you. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's dumb and doesn't know what the American police are. Yeah. But- I'm like, you're bad at your job, but... 
Um, another cop brings in a folder and shows Elle the crime scene photo in which Save Her is painted in more blood above the bed. Um, yeah, again, just too much blood. Yeah. Uh, but then Morgan is talking to the detectives in the like in the crime scene hotel room. Uh, and he's sporting like a really cool like Ed Hardy yeah. tee. I was just like, his outfits on vacation just keep getting better and better. <laughs> Casual Morgan is a treat. Yep. Um, he explains that they're FBI profilers and that they consult on crimes all over the world. You're like, okay, like in the U.S. and one time in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know that you... Worldwide. <laughs> Worldwide crime solvers. <laughs> um, he tells her that Elle's not a killer, and the manager says that the victim checked in a few days ago with another guy, Frank Giles, who's in the adjoining room. So Morgan goes right ahead and kicks that adjoining door down. Yep. Um, and it looks like no one is there or mm-hmm. has ever been in that room. Yeah. Um, they say that Hotch is on the way down... And Morgan calls Garcia, but she can't help him because all of her computers have been hacked. She's like in tears. Yes. About it. Yeah. Um, JJ tells Gideon that Elle has been arrested for murdering the headless guy. Uh, Hotch arrives in Jamaica and he announces that the man was killed before Elle even arrived. So I, I had thought it was the guy she was dancing with. Me too. But apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that thought... That guy got a free pass. Yeah, I thought for sure it was the guy she was dancing with until he came and established this timeline. I was like, oh, it's just a stranger. Yeah, I was really confused by that because I was so sure it was the same yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, it's like, so he killed her before they even arrived and then just kept all that blood? You have to keep it warm, right? Or it would congeal. Right? Gross. Yeah. You just have like a bucket full of blood waiting for when you smear it all over the walls? I don't know. I guess. So bizarre. Okay. Uh, but JJ <laughs> has also received a package. Uh, it's a butterfly with a note that says she has been searched for but never found. Mm. And Reed arrives to visit his mother and there's a package for him too at the desk. It's a skeleton key with a note that says she'll die if you don't save her. Mm. This note was also written by the same props guy. Yeah. That we have seen all the other <laughs> notes written for in the show. Um, the note also directs him to call Gideon, and JJ shows Gideon the butterfly. Um, and and then she w- knows a lot about this butterfly, just like at yeah. first glance. Just strange. Yeah. Um, but the cap- then we see the captain captive woman, and she's sick and coughing really hard. So mm. it looks like she's got like pneumonia or something. Yeah. Uh, We also learned that Frank Giles apparently flew out of Jamaica last night. He is a killer slash rapist. And the murdered guy was a fetish burglar who also assaulted children. What does that mean, fetish burglar? I don't know what a fetish burglar is. That you only burgle certain items that turn you on sexually? What does that mean? Like underwear? I don't know. I wasn't going to Google it. I I also didn't want to (laughs) Google fetish burglar. Gross. But um, it was very, it was a very strange turn of phrase. Yeah. But it's like, how are these people just out walking the streets right. and traveling internationally yeah. on vacation together? Yeah, it doesn't like, make any sense. Are, they, they would at least be on parole or something. You would think. You wouldn't be allowed to leave the country. Uh, yeah, let alone the state you were in. Yeah, with other convicted felons. Yeah, you can't, you can't um, socialize with other felons. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Maybe we're very naive. Yeah. 
Uh, so Hotch recalls the phone call he got about the men being unrepented bad guys. I'm like, what a freaking bummer of a two-day vacation yeah. these people got. <laughs> Uh, Morgan says that unsubs don't draw them into these, their, the investigations because um, they're sexually motivated. Like, Obviously not this time. Not all of them. Yeah. Like we've seen plenty of episodes where there was no sexual motivation. Like what about the girl that set fires? Yeah. Like that was like religious mania and yeah. OCD. That, like ugh, Morgan... <laughs> He Morgan's the, pretty useless in this one. He is the expert on obsessional crimes, though. That's so. true. So, yeah. well, then you'd think he'd know to think more broadly about this. Yeah. But, but yeah, the whole time he was talking, I'm just like, hashtag not all unsubs, Morgan. <laughs> How dare you overgeneralize everyone this way? Um, so Gideon and Elle point out that their gifts, the butterfly and the baseball card, are connected to their childhoods. I guess JJ used to collect butterflies when she was a kid, which is a super weird hobby, but that's how she knew exactly what type of butterfly it yeah, was. Yeah, but it's like a weird European butterfly, and she wasn't traveling to Europe to collect butterflies as a child. Yeah. Isn't she from, like, some Pennsylvania. backwoods? Yeah. Like, yeah. some, like, really rural place? Supposedly. She's from, like, outside Pittsburgh. Yeah. That they play yeah. off as being like the middle of nowhere, but she's from like Allegheny County. <laughs> like that's not what middle of nowhere Pennsylvania is, but okay. There are much more middle of nowhere places in Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how she's getting her hands on these rare European butterflies as a child, but yeah. okay. Um, and then the baseball card was of some, I think they said white Sox player, yeah. That Gideon had really. He and his dad went to every game. Yeah, that he was. Or something. Yeah, a big fan of his when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, then Garcia says that the hacker had gotten into the FBI personnel files, and that's how they knew um, where everybody was and how to contact them because yeah. they have all of that information in case of emergencies. Um, and she also admits that she was playing a game online, and that's how the hacker got in. Yes, and I loved this. Yeah. Because of the Wi-Fi. Yes. Because 2006, Wi-Fi was a different animal. And she's like, I wasn't hardwired into the internet. And being on the wireless internet made it easier for the hacker. Like, So this entire scenario is only possible because Garcia was using Wi-Fi, which we all use all the time now for everything. Yeah. Everything is wirelessly connected to everything everywhere. But I just... I loved it because it's just yeah. so such a commonplace thing now. And she's like, I, I broke down and used the Wi-Fi. Like, oh, my God. How could you do something yeah. so dumb? She says it was her personal computer that she was using, but the laptop she was playing it on had the FBI logo on it. Yeah. So it's like... Maybe she has that as the background or the well, desktop. Not the personal. desktop, like on the actual computer. Like, oh. Yeah, you know, oh. like where mine has like the apple on it. It yeah. was like the... Yeah. It's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, Gideon is pissed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but she does know that the hacker was Frank Giles and she has his address. Mm -hmm. So the team goes to raid the apartment immediately because apparently they weren't going to go do that before. <sighs> it's like, it seems like you already had enough of a reason to go raid yeah, his apartment. Yeah, they already knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then yet another door is subjected to Morgan's boot. He's mm -hmm. not entirely useless. He <laughs> kicks down a plethora of doors. Uh, Giles has been impaled with an old-timey sword. Mm -hmm. And here thy quest doth truly begin is written above him. 
presumably in more blood. Mm-hmm. But it looks like red paint. Absolutely red paint. Yeah. Um, and it's not the same handwriting as mm-hmm. everything else. It's different handwriting. So if anybody is looking to hire a <laughs> handwriting analysis, I am available for freelance work. <laughs> it, it was at this point that I was like, what year did seven come out? Because everything in this episode is just like a poor man's remake of seven so yeah. far. I mean, that was definitely the 90s. Yeah. Like, that was probably I like 10 years before this. Yeah. But like, okay, no, but come on, guys. <laughs> Medieval seven. Yeah. Um, so there's also a bag of money on his dresser. Mm-hmm. So they guess that the unsub must have paid Giles to take the other guy to Jamaica and kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you find somebody willing to do that? Like, Craigslist? What? I don't know. We're looking in the wrong places, I guess. I know. I'm like, I wouldn't even begin to know where to look to hire a hitman. Like, that's... Don't Google it. I'm not going to Google it. (laughs) It's not going on my list of stuff I won't Google. Um, But there is an inscription on the blade instructing them to leave the sword until the hour is none. And Hotch says that it must be some sort of a sundial. And then they're like, oh, well, the hour is none. Maybe that's midnight. But you can't cast a shadow at midnight. But there's no light. It's midnight. Uh, But Reed conveniently arrives just then and happens to know that the clue means three o'clock because of some medieval timekeeping system. Yeah. But because they're the BAU and they've been shitting around this whole time, it's past three already. Yes. Uh, Because they're not as smart as whoever is setting this up for them thinks they are and thought they would have been there before 3 p.m. Well, you know, Reed had to... uh, Fly home yeah. <laughs> or fly back to Virginia. Yeah. So. Um, so Reed emulates the sun's position at three with a flashlight and then they cut into the wall. And they're like, <laughs> there's no dusting for fingerprints. There's no putting on gloves. There's no taking a picture. I of think it they for do evidence. have gloves on because okay. I looked for that. And I'm like, they're not going to like take a picture for the chain of evidence. They're just going right into the wall. All right. Yeah. And they're like, this wallpaper looks like it's been replaced. And you're like, no, that wallpaper has very clearly been there since 1972. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It is the ugliest wallpaper. And even Reed is like, shouldn't we slow down a second here, guys? And they're like, no, no, no. If this was a trap, we'd be dead already yeah because they like pull out a box and he's like should we open this this seems like a bad idea it might be a bomb and they're like oh it definitely isn't a bomb it couldn't be a bomb you're like why couldn't it be (laughs) like just bullet a china shop once again going straight for whatever they feel like they should do yeah i mean obviously it's not but it could have been but he's not wrong to urge caution (laughs) exactly um the box is locked and morgan's like should i break it open (laughs) and they're like wait no the youngest has the key Mm. uh so morgan opens the box and it's a music box that's playing schubert Schubert. yeah yeah it's like not chopin um (laughs) but there's also another note a dvd and a lock of blonde hair Mm. like Mm -hmm. gross uh, the DVD is the like the shadow of the unsub, and they notice that he moves funny as if he's been injured. Um, there are shots of the woman freaking out intercut into it. Um, the unsub issues the quest and says only the team may participate. Mm. Um, and then this was really random, but did you see the the whiteboard in the background behind Gideon? I did notice the whiteboard. <laughs> did you see what it said? Something about a training. Yeah, um, it said profiling the Asian serial killer <laughs> mandatory seminar. <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch the Asian part. I know it said something about Angel or something. No. 
No, I had to like, because I had it on like half of my screen while I was taking notes on the other half and yeah. I had to like <laughs> zoom in on it and it's like, what? I'm like, there aren't that many Asian serial killers in the United States and you don't work in Asia that we know of. Why is there a mandatory seminar? They work worldwide. It's <laughs> true. They have to be prepared. Yeah. And then I was like looking up like serial killers of Asian descent operating in America yeah. and they were like... <laughs> Two. Ever. Maybe they'd catch more of them, Emily, if they'd had time to go to the mandatory seminar. They'd been at the seminar. <laughs> um, but then Gideon is just super mad about his vacation being ruined. Yeah. Um, he has no place of solace anymore. He's not even safe at his secret cabin. Yeah. He just like stomps out and he's like, I'm burned out. I just can't do this anymore. And Hotch is like, Yeah, I, I also need a nap. Yeah. And you're like, That's. That is not what he means. God damn it, Hotch. Where did your personality go? <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, it's like he's like he's just exhausted and he's done with death taking over his entire life. Mm. And it's like it kind of feels like this is just Mandy Patinkin venting about this job that he has signed on yeah. for and hates. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. He's already laying the seeds to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was an ad lib. It's not in the script. Yeah. It's just <laughs> leaving. It's like I just want to go home. I gotta get out of this place. I hate it here. I want to go home to my lovely wife. Yeah. Make TikTok videos. <laughs> Um, so then Haley shows up at the office with Jack and she says that someone delivered a package to their house and Haley is like, nothing seems sketchy about this situation at all. And you're like, Jesus Christ, Haley. (laughs) Some, she's good. I mean, how has she stayed alive this long? This isn't red flags for her. Yeah. Like anybody knocks on my door at any time of the day or night. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And Why would anyone be knocking on the door? It must be somebody coming to yeah. attack us. It's just the Amazon guy, but yeah. still. I'm like, huh. I've watched too many of those TikToks that people with their ring cameras are like, look at this strange person that knocked on my door at 3 a.m. They're obviously casing Ugh. the house or like part of a sex trafficking ring trying to get me to come to the door by sending a woman. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> earlier today, Nate went out to run an errand and someone knocked on the door and I was here by myself. It's like, oh, my God, it's the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> And I went and answered, and they were looking for a different house on the street. I'm like, oh, that's across the street. And they're like, oh, okay, thanks. But I was like, Haley's <laughs> <laughs> like, some random person just brought this uh, unlabeled envelope and said to get it to you immediately. No yeah. big deal. And they seem to have a lot of knowledge about the case that you're currently yeah. working. It's like, this is, this is a big red flag, Haley. Gideon's like, that's not a normal delivery. And she's like, it isn't? Yeah. Like, like you're so They dumb. leave you alone with a baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but the guy who delivered it was young and not injured. Um, so it wasn't the unsub and the envelope has papers with numbers on it. Um, so Reed says that it's a book code and it, um, is like the page number, the line number, and then the word. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is figure out what book it is and what edition. Cause it has to be the exact same yeah. edition of whatever book it is. They should go to the library <laughs> and then just open books. all books. <laughs> that sounds like a good BAU Doesn't tactic. It? Yeah. That's exactly what they would do. <laughs> They're like, um, it turns out. I guess out, we just start narrowing it down one book at a time uh, through the whole universe. You yeah. Know? It's, um, the, it's actually the Babysitter's Club Super Special <laughs> California Girls. Uh, it's that one. So, um, they, in the video though, the unsub had said that they would need a book that inspired many quests like his. I was like, uh, the D&D manual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, is it the Bible or yeah. the Canterbury Tales? <laughs> so those are the only two books I can think of that would have existed in that time. 
It'd be like the epic of Gilgamesh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Beowulf. Yeah, but like if only we knew somebody who knew a lot of stuff about medieval literature. Medieval. What century would that be? Yeah. (laughs) Really helpful. Um, So anyway, we learned that the hair belongs to Rebecca Bryant, who went missing from Boston two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gideon is still freaking out. He wants Haley to sit with a sketch artist and do a press conference. He's not playing by this unsub's rules. No. Enough is enough. He ruined the cabin. Yes. Um, Hotch reminds him that the unsub said not to involve anyone else outside the team. Gideon's not having any of that. Um, And I don't understand why Gideon's suddenly in charge of making this sort of decision on behalf of them all. Yeah, because he's never like been. Hotch has Hotch been in Yeah, it's and Hotch could be like, yeah. Hotch would be like, no, no, we're not doing that. Right, but they just like all go along with Gideon's tantrum. Yeah, like he's clearly not in a good place right now yeah. either. So like, um, but anyway, the unsub watches the press conference in which JJ shows a poorly rendered sketch of Danny Zuko from Greece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is not happy, and he uses his little speaker to tell Rebecca that he's going to need to leave again. No, oh, no. Yes. Um, so then Morgan and Reed are trying to figure out what the book is. I'm like, why, why would you put Morgan on this? Yeah. He does not seem like the kind of guy who reads a whole lot. And not a lot of uh, medieval literature. Yeah, and it's like, you know who you should be talking to, Reed? Your mother. He's not going to do that. No. Um, I also I mean, eventually, thought, I'm sure he will. But. I thought it was strange that Morgan didn't receive anything directly. Everyone else did. Yeah, that's true. But no present for Morgan. No. Not even a message. He's just like tangentially connected to Elle and everything that happened to her at the beginning. Yeah. But nothing directly for him, which seems so strange. It's true. I can't remember if, if he gets something there's later. anything later. I can't remember either. Yeah. Um, so um, Elle's just like falling asleep on the couch mm-hmm. and Hotch is like, please go home. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't need to. You're, you're like, you're useless. Here. Go home. Go get some sleep. Um, so he sends her home with Anderson, who is just that, I forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> he just shows just like up. like the background guy. Yeah. He just is the, he's like their gopher. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get shots of each of the clues again that were left for everyone. And then Elle gets home and she, her apartment's so cute. She has it this is, really cozy window seat. Yeah, but the first thing I notice when she walk in, her windows are open. She's been on vacation. They make a point of saying that they don't stop at home when Hotch gets them back. Like yeah, they go straight true. to the BAU and he's like, you guys don't want to go home and rest and change, whatever, whatever. And they're like, no, we're getting right to work. I'm like, so you've been on vacation with your windows open. I don't even leave my windows open if I'm like in another part of the house. Yeah. Like, especially uh, like your first floor windows. That's right. Bad news. Um, but yeah, she co- uh, just, you know, snuggles up on her little window seat mm-hmm. and then the unsub shows up in her house. Yeah. Probably got in through the window. Yeah. And, uh, Tells her that he told them not to involve anyone else outside the team and then shoots her. Yeah. And that's the end. And that's it? Yeah. I'm like, what a great season finale. Yeah. Can you imagine watching this in real time and then having to wait like six months to see what was going to happen next? No. I forget people used to watch TV like that. I, we used to watch TV like that. I know. And now we're so spoiled with... Just watching these all on streaming. Yeah. Don't have to wait for anything. Yeah. I'm no profile. No. Not yet. No stats to add. 
Well, I mean, we know it's a white man. I guess, but I didn't know if I should count no, it. Not until we know for not until they catch him. Right. And then we know like for not sure. until they like officially address it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that means here at the end of season one, we are nineteen to three white men. Nice. Yeah, about 86% white men, <laughs> which really goes to support our hypothesis. Um, moving forward, I will track each season separately. Yeah. And then an and overall. Then overall. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens. Um, but man, I can't, I can't wait for season two. I know. I'm excited about it. Hopefully we'll get a profile. I very vividly remember this next episode. Yeah, again, I remember, like, the overarching plot, but not yeah. most of the details. Yeah. You know what I did remember hmm. specifically about this one? Like, when they went to the resort, like, as soon as they got there, the first thing I remembered was, this resort has bad wallpaper. Uh-huh. Like, I very vividly remembered the horrible tropical wallpaper. <laughs> I had remembered them more of this episode taking place at the resort. In in yeah. my memory, they were there longer, but it really is just like a flash in yeah, the pan. Yeah, just a couple, because they just keep, there's so much going on. That yeah. They keep cutting away to other things. And the, yeah, the action starts right away and pulls them back out of vacation land. But um, yeah, I mean, stay tuned for season two, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for listening along to season one. You can listen to... All 22 episodes <laughs> of The Unsub is a White Man on your favorite streaming service. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can follow us on Instagram at The Unsub is a White Man. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next time, we will definitely not be at that resort in Jamaica. 